Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to remind you that my short story is available for free at johntilton.com. If you sign up for my newsletter, I'll send you both the ebook and audiobook of Doomed Dune. In this middle grade adventure, a girl named Melina travels to a forbidden landmark guarded by tyrannical robots, but her life turns upside down when she discovers the true reason it's off limits. Discover Doom Doom Secret by heading over to johntilton.com. That's J-O-N-T-I-L-T-O-N.com. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Cause of Craft. I'm your host, John Tilton. Why do we create? Where do our ideas come from? What does our craft say about us? These are the ideas we explore here on the show. Each episode, I interview a different guest, from writers and painters to musicians and filmmakers. Together, we investigate the creative process and the reasons behind why we create. Figure skating isn't just a sport, but also a skill that carries with it a unique blend of athletics, beauty, and creativity. My guest Tiffany Lovett discusses starting to skate at a young age, what keeps her going after years of competition and practice, and how watching her favorite actors inspires her technique. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. It's great to have you on. Thank you. So when did you first start ice skating? So I started ice skating back in the year 2000. I was about four and a half years old. And my first skating competition was when I was around five. Wow. So right away you started, you weren't just figure skating for fun. You were like figure skating at a competition level as well. Yes, that's correct. And so is that something that you had some interest in or was it something that your parents thought might be good for you to check out? How did that initially come up in with your family? So it was a mixture of both. Like before I was born, my parents went to SeaWorld San Diego and they watched a figure skating show that used to be there. And then when I was born and when I was like, you know, a taught child age, I started watching the skating show that was there as well. And that got me inspired to want to join figure skating. And also it opened me up to some other parts of skating as well, like doing shows and wanting to compete. Do you remember, I I know that that's a really young age, but do do you remember being that young and something specific drew to you? Was it the movement of the skaters or? So the skating show that I grew up watching was also a world culture show. So it opened me up to world culture, rhythmic gymnastics, Cirque du Soleil and some other stuff. And I remember being inspired by, you know, the skating and seeing all the different tricks But I was also inspired by the music they got to skate to as well. And I thought that's really cool how they can, you know, perform and do tricks and make people be in awe. Yeah, that is an interesting aspect to figure skating is the music is such a big part of it. I don't know. You might know better than I if there's any other kind of athletic competitions that integrate music in such a connected way that figure skating does. I think rhythmic gymnastics probably does the same as ice skating. So when you're, um, I guess this is kind of skipping ahead to what you do today, but do you look for music that is related to kind of what you want to do in the routine or do you pick a song and then write the routine around it? So I usually try to pick music that not only fits my skating style, but also a song that not many people use because in skating, it's common for people to use the same type of genre. And I always try to bring something different to the figure skating competitions 
by picking something that many people have either never heard or never heard of often enough. And do you do that because it's an advantage to kind of standing out or is it because you like to showcase different music or what's kind of the thinking behind that? Um, It's like a little bold. So I like to showcase different music and also try to stand out. <laughs> so is it different styles every time? Like, like, would you say each time you're doing a performance, it's a pretty much a completely different type of music? It varies. Like sometimes I'd be doing like a classical piece or sometimes I'd be doing somewhere in the genre of like world music. So kind of tribal or kind of like Cirque du Soleil related. And in terms of coming up with like, I guess you would call it the choreography um, and like the different movements that you do to the music. Do you, as the figure skater, come up with what you want to do? Or are you working with someone who specializes in that aspect of it? So I come up with stuff, but I also have my coach help me since he knows all the rules and like which movements fit with my program and which ones don't. So currently right now I am creating a new program for the competition season and my coach and I are working on different spins to add into the program and one of my spins is a classic layback spin. So that's the type of spin where you're like upright and then you lean your back a little bit backwards. Is that something that's new to your performances and you're wanting to add or is it something that you've done and you're looking to implement further? Um, it's kind of new because it's a spin I usually use since it's one of my best spins, but I'm also adding different types of steps into the spin. So there's added difficulty and artistry going into the spin. Yeah, because I would imagine, you know, as in talking with different artists, like it seems that once they accomplish one thing, it's kind of, you know, rather than stay at the same level, people always seem to want to reach that step further and uh, I guess challenge themselves yeah. to the next level. So it sounds like that's kind of something similar that you're aspiring to in each performance. Yeah, that's correct. And going back to kind of athletics in general, and you mentioned different gymnastics. I think that's the closest parallel I can think of for this, but it really, for figure skating, there's not much else like it because, you know, it's an athletic sport in some sense. Like, Clearly, it's in included in the Olympics and things like this, but it's not like you're playing soccer or baseball and you're trying to score some sort of points against an opponent, although you are judged at a point level, but it's kind of based on, I guess, is that based on the artistry or the technique or... So if you're competing in the IJS system, you're graded on both your grade of execution of the elements and also your performance score. Is there a system in place that people try to make that judgment consistent? Or are you kind of always at, have this kind of unknown level where like, well, what's this particular judge going to think about? Like some, sometimes it's a mix and sometimes you do know what they're looking for, but it's always hard because there's like a different panel and some of them have different views on what they want to see or if they don't like it or not. And do you ever have like the advantage of, knowing who's on the panel ahead of time and maybe how they've scored certain elements in the past? Um, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. It depends on the event if they release the judging information early. You've been doing this since you were four years old and, you know, I, I imagine you're quite a bit older than 
four right now. Um, you don't have to give like your actual age, but <laughs> anyone who's been doing something since they were four has been doing it for a long time. And I guess, you know, we talked about what was drawing you to it initially. What's kind of kept you going with continuing to put new things into your routine and challenge yourself and continue in this endeavor? I think what kept me going is just, you know, seeing how skating has evolved with, you know, with shows, especially since now a lot of people are doing more shows. And I think it's great to have both competition and the choice of maybe switching over to show skating. And I also kept on going because like during my skating career, I had people who would always try to tell me that, oh, like you'll never make it to this level or you can never, you know, continue on skating. But I think the beauty is that I just kept on going and I was able to prove some of them wrong, which is a great satisfaction for me. (laughs) Do you feel like that's because you maybe had your own doubts at some point or was it because you always wanted to show that you knew that you were able to do it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like it, it's both. Like I had, I had self doubts about myself. Cause you know, like at a young age, you don't fully understand what people are saying to you. So you think, Oh, maybe they're right. That, you know, my skating's not as good as I think it is. And then of course, when I look back at my old videos, I'm like, wow, it's actually better than I thought it was. And what elements do you think, make up a good skater like what do you think it is that people need to be able to execute that craft on a higher level I think to be like a full balanced skater it'd have to be both good at you know being graceful and being able to understand your music and have fluid choreography along with also having both strong jumps and spins as well because having all of it then you're well balanced in your program and you're not just having one over the other some of the way you're describing things reminds me of, I actually had a someone who was a ballet dancer on the show and it kind of reminds me somewhere where it's like, well, there's a routine that you do and you're trying to achieve like a level of execution on that routine. And it feels like you don't want sort of any extra interpretation, like in the moment, it's all very calculated, like what you want to do yeah. on the rank. Is that what you would say is the same for you? Yeah, I would say so. Like sometimes your program does expect more, you know, emotion and some programs you don't want over emotion or else it comes off as you're trying too hard. Is that, can that be difficult? Like if, if you feel like you are executing everything superbly and you have like the swelling of the music, like, do you find it difficult in the moment to, I guess, keep yourself balanced Yeah, sometimes it can be that way. And then, like, once you just get into it, you forget, oh, no, I'm wasting my energy on this instead of, you know, focusing on the other elements. (laughs) So you want to keep a good balance of both in the program. And how much will will you practice any given routine to make sure that you're at a point that you're ready to to perform it um, in front of an audience and in front of judges? So, like, I skate five days a week, so I try to at least practice the routine every day along with practicing the routine without music so that way I know that I'm perfecting the elements without the music and then when I go in the program with the music I'm able to do the same exact thing and what's the advantage of not having the music is is it for just so you're not reliant on that or what's it's it's basically to help you like not rely on the music and also to 
help you know that you're able to do the element outside of the program. So you're consistent both ways. Another thing that I keep wondering about is like we talked about like different techniques and you discuss these different sorts of spins that you do. Is there like a natural progression of techniques that, you know, like when you're four years old, is there Mm -hmm. a certain thing that, oh, you have to learn A, B, and C. And then when you reach this level, you're learning these different things. Or is it so open that you're really choosing things that you're drawn to because there's so many different things that you can stick into a routine? Basically, it goes in the steps because in skating, it's important to know the basic elements before doing the harder elements. So you got to know, like, for example, if I want to do a layback spin, I have to know how to spin on two feet, then spin on one foot, and also do extra stretching outside of the ice so I know how to lay back my back when I'm doing the spin. So there's like a building up to the harder stuff. And do you find inspiration from other skaters or do you look to different arts completely to get ideas for when you're coming up with the routine and when you're thinking about your craft whether that be something inside or outside of the craft that you look to for inspiration so for inspiration i always like to look up other skaters that i grew up watching on tv because looking back at their routines helps me understand their technique like it may not be the same technique I do but like looking at a different technique I can understand that they're strong and they're still they're able to still do the same elements just with a different technique and sometimes using the technique they do it helps my jumps get stronger as well or my spins besides skaters I currently like to look up at like you know musicians and actors because even though they're not skaters they do the same thing of like being inspired and they put passion into the work they do and they have to go through steps in order to become what they are. And it, is there like specific examples of that? Or is it more like when you're watching kind of any sort of movie or you're kind of dissecting what they must be going through to achieve what they're trying to achieve? So currently, my I've been watching some, you know, Star Trek. And one of my favorite actors who is on Deep Space Nine, his name's Casey Biggs. When I watch his performance, I get this huge like, powerful energy and I watch the way he presents himself and it kind of helps me in my skating because you want to go out on the ice looking confident and strong and even if you're nervous you still want to maintain like a calmness but also concentrating on what you're doing I see yeah so there is kind of a layer of acting involved because if you're having a day where you're not feeling like putting the smile on your face or whatever. It's like, well, you have to because it's part of your performance, right? Right. And you have days that are like that where it's like, oh man, this is the particularly difficult day to kind of get in the, I guess, mood of. Yeah, get in the mood. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, there are days that I sometimes have that. So I always just go back to doing, you know, basic elements or elements that I do that help me feel strong. And then once I feel strong on that, then I go back to doing the jump I was having trouble with. You're doing this five days a week. Is this something that it's like you're waking up super early or to to work on these things? Or is it do you do that each night? Like what's kind of your daily routine look like around the figure skating? So it's usually always in the morning unless there's like, like a figure skating test going on or something else. So then sometimes I skate midday or in the afternoon. Because like when I was little in elementary school, I grew up having to wake up super early for figure skating since I had to do that before school started. 
And so now I just naturally wake up at the same time I used to yeah. as a kid. As a kid or even today, was there, you know, you're waking up early before all the other kids in school. Did you ever have a moment where you're thinking like, what am I doing? Like, why should I keep doing this? Um, there were probably a few times where I thought about it. But then I thought to myself how it's totally worth it because even though I have to wake up early, I get to go out and do what I like to do. And, you know, we talked about the different elements about why you enjoyed it, like the satisfaction that you feel. Is there almost like a, like I had a sound designer on and he was talking about when he gets the right sound and he's links that up to the right visual there's almost, he called it like a dopamine hit. Is there something like that where when you're executing a move on the ice, do you get that satisfaction in each moment or is it the satisfaction of accomplishing it afterwards? Yeah. So like for me, whenever a jump or spin feels right for me, like I'm in that moment and it, it just feels right. I do naturally end up smiling because I know I finally got it to where it feels comfortable for me. <laughs> Is a moment like that feel a lot different in a performance versus a practice or is it the same, but kind of a different environment? It's about the same, but in competition, I'm like part nervous. So I feel excited, but I'm also still trying to concentrate on my performance <laughs> Was there a point in time that you or even that your family realized it wasn't just going to be something that you did when you were young, but something that you continue doing further on into your life? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly because originally I was going to like go up to a certain level and quit. But then my family saw how much I love the sport and how much I was getting better and they didn't want me to give up on it. Do you feel like other things in your life you feel this committed to where you just like to explore different things and become better at it? Or do you find that for you, figure skating is something that's unique in that way, where that's kind of where you want to put all your concentration? I like exploring other things in life, but figure skating is my most committed you know, activity that I do. Like when I go skating, like at the rink, I just concentrate on that. And I forget about any problem or stress I have outside of the rink. So I'm always in the zone. Is that helpful then for like, if you're having a complication in life or something that's bothering you outside of the skating world? Yeah, it, it helps me because it also helps me know that, you know, there's more to life than just whatever stress I'm having. And I'm able to just relax and think about skating. And do you think that's because it's something that you're good at or it's something that's naturally you talk about you're getting in the zone right like it's something yeah. that you since you're executing different movements you're able to bring yourself away from other things in the world it's it's both it's both like a natural connection to the sport and also that I'm like good at certain stuff in the sport like I'm not good at everything but there are points in the sport that I am good at and I feel confident about. So you mentioned the elements that you're good at and elements that you want to work on. Yeah. And I guess that kind of reminds me of when we were talking earlier about, you know, there's different routines or different spins that you're wanting to incorporate and have new challenges. Is there a challenge that's 
on the horizon for you that's either a different sort of competition level or something that you want to add to your routine that you think you can do one day, but you're maybe not there quite yet? Yeah. So for me, it's the jumps. Like I'm strong with some of the jumps, but with like the triple jumps, those are always hard. <laughs> and I hope someday I can incorporate the the triple jumps into my programs besides the doubles. <laughs> so what's the order of operations, so to speak? Like, how do you even go about starting to practice something that you currently can't do yet? One of the steps that I'm doing, because like my coach is trying to help me get more height with my jumps. So I'm trying to get more height with my singles and doubles. And then once you get more height with that, then you're able to do apply it to the triples because you need height for the triples since you're rotating quicker and you need air time. For creatives and um, and I guess in this case, athletes in general who want to pursue something, is there advice that you have for them? I guess maybe other than starting at age four, which might be too late for some people, although maybe we do have some very young listeners, but, but is there any advice that you can give from your experience on how to pursue something creatively or athletically? I would say if you want to pursue something creative, creatively or athletically, like just keep doing what you're doing. Like, even if you feel like you may not get to that high level yet, don't let that thought obstacle ruin your dream and just keep on going and eventually you'll get there. Because <laughs> for me, I always thought I'd never get to the senior level. And then, you know, here I am now, still at senior level. And I think that's pretty cool. When you describe that, like, is it the, the sort of thing that sneaks up on you where you kind of, you kind of have to stop and look back at where you've come? Or is there certain defining moments like in your performances or in your figure skating career that just really stand out? It's something that sneaks up on me sometimes, like when I'm not thinking about it, like suddenly that feeling just shows up. And so I have to backtrack and think more deeply. Do you have to remind yourself or do people almost like point it out to you? Like, like, how did you get to that point where you're, you're making sure that you're acknowledging the journey that you've taken so far? Um, sometimes I remind myself and sometimes I have people who do point it out. <laughs> And you also post a lot of videos of you doing different spins and things on the ice rink on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. What led you to decide to post things? Is that something that, that your other figure skating friends, they also do? Or was that something that you, that is more unique? Um, I used to just take videos so I can see my own progress. But then I saw all my other friends start posting videos of themselves online. And I thought that was a pretty cool idea because then you can inspire other skaters or people who've never skated before. And sometimes you can also get noticed by like higher level skaters too. And is that something that you've you've noticed has been worthwhile at this point where you've been able to make different connections? Yeah, it's, it's worthwhile because... Some of my skating videos got noticed by, like I mentioned before, um, some of the Star Trek actors. They really liked it because I used, um, see, I, I like Star Trek and I try to incorporate my skating with Star Trek because, you know, it's something different. Not many skaters use Trek music. And I thought, why not, you know, bring something different to the Trek community and Instagram? Is it on the music level or is there 
different parts of your routine that's kind of a nod to the series in some way as well. I don't know how it would be, but but I again I just I just listen to the song and try to, you know, play around with it, like just feeling the music. But I don't really have any specific goal other than, you know, showing off my skills and trying to make something different and have it be where people can watch and appreciate it and appreciate Trek in a different viewpoint. Yeah, that is really cool because I know they have like Disney on ice, but I'm not sure if there's a, maybe this will be the start of having a Star Trek on ice one day. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they had, they had one show like long, long time ago, I think at like a a music park, but they never really did anything else with it. And so these, these shows like, uh, like Disney on ice or things that are like this, that's what you were referring to earlier in a conversation as like a show skating or is that something different? Um, like it's, it's in general. Cause you know, there's a lot of different shows now, like Disney on ice. There's like the Cirque du Soleil one with where it's combination of ice skating and aerial acrobatics. And is that something that you look to pursue as well? Or are you mostly concentrated on the kind of the competition side of things? So both, like I'm still concentrating on competing, but I also tried to audition for some of the shows. I didn't get in, but it's okay. Cause even if you don't get in, like putting yourself out there, they know who you are and then they start to pay attention. So earlier we were talking about how figure skating is something that's both this athletic aspect to it um, and also kind of this artistic aspect to it. Do you ever feel like there's those two things are in opposition to each other or do they kind of oddly complement each other when you're skating? I, I'm not sure if that makes sense. I'm trying to figure out exactly how to work but <laughs> um they they do oddly complement each other because you know people think you know sport is just being athletic and being aggressive but with skating you're not just being aggressive and athletic you're also combining art and movement and you know beauty with it and the beauty aspect of it is there something specific or in particular that you find beautiful about the sport like I'm just thinking about how many elements that stand out to me when I'm watching something, you know, like when the Olympics are on or something like this, where it's, it really does feel like everything from the visual of the ice to the, almost the sound of the skate uh, against the ice is kind of beautiful in its own way. What particular things do you find yourself most drawn to in terms of the beauty of the sport? I'm drawn to the way I'm able to hold my edges on the ice and how when I'm skating, I can make like different curves and movements, which feel very comfy for me. <laughs> and I also like how with those curves and movements, you can do like, you know, those one foot spiral elements or, you know, just grabbing your leg and trying to hold it on an edge. And by edges, I mean like when you're able to make like a curve on the ice. So either you're going into a deep inside or outside edge. Well, all of this has been super interesting. It's always so fascinating to me to talk about, especially something like figure skating. It's such a different world to me than something like, uh, like I'm a writer and then I've talked to with like painters and sculptors and things like this. And again, it does remind me most of the ballet dancing. I think that's kind of the most similar thing that we've covered before on the show. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and describing all these sorts of things and, and bearing with me for my my lack of understanding <laughs> what the phrasing is and all the different technical terms. No, yeah, it's all right. Thank, like, thank you for inviting me to be on this because I always tend to forget too when I explain skating that not everyone knows what ice skating really is. Like, they only seen it on TV 
or, you know, they've seen it Disney on Ice, but they don't really understand the process that goes into it and the elements. <laughs> and what do you think the biggest, like, misconception is then um, from how people watch something that's on TV versus, like, what it actually takes? I think people, when they just watch it on TV, they expect all skaters to be perfect like what they see on TV, or they expect everyone to be that high level right away, when in reality it takes a quite a while to get up to that level and even when you get up to that level you still have to you know go back to any basic movement you learned before so that way it helps you stay strong muscle memory so then you can apply it to all the harder elements you're doing currently and we mentioned your social media prior in the conversation is that the best way for people to connect with you uh to see video of you skating and pictures that you post on instagram or what are the best ways to connect with you that That is the best way for people to connect with me, where they can find my pictures in the skating clips. And what's your username on there? So it's Tiffany Lovett. So T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E-L-O-V-E-I-T. Great. And we'll also have a link to directly to that in the show notes um, for people who want to see it spelled out. And yeah, well, thanks so much again, Tiffany, for coming on the podcast. It was Again, super fascinating. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, and I I enjoyed being on here too, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause of Craft. You can follow Tiffany on Instagram at Tiffany Lovett. That's T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E-L-O-V-E-I-T. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend and leaving a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those two things really help the show grow. And if you have feedback, suggestions, or guest recommendations, send an email to john at causeofcraft.com. That's j-o-n at causeofcraft.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.